Hello, hi, it's Sophie, talking at you from the future. What? So, thank you so much for taking the time to check out our podcast. You're about to listen to episode two of, wait, you've never watched? Now, before you get in, you should know that we made a goof. When we recorded this, we still thought we would be calling the podcast, Wait You Haven't Seen. That is also a lovely podcast that already exists, so we had to come up with a new name, which is why we are now and will be, Wait You've Never Watched. So, that's what you need to know. We're going to say it wrong in the episode, just an FYI. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy it. Hi, guess who still doesn't have intro music? It's us! It's us, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's only been a episode. What? No excuse. You have to get on that. That's okay. Anyway, welcome back to Wait You Haven't Seen, the show where we show queer stuff to our queer friends and then talk about it. It's just us. We don't have any other friends. It's just us. Maybe one day we'll make a friend, and I will be really proud of us when we do. Yeah, um, again, I'm Sophie, and you I'm are? I'm So, we are back with episode two of Buffy. It's episode two, The Harvest. Because guess who still hasn't seen Buffy? Well, it's also me seen, again. You've seen Buffy now. I've You're seen some Buffy. of Buffy now, and I think I actually have seen episode two as well, because I think we did finish that together. Yeah. But that's okay. Oh. So, I'm going to introduce a new segment called Rewind, mm-hmm. where we go back and say things we should have said before. Okay, so I wanted to point out a goof, because I'm IMBD now. Um, So remember how we were talking about the dead body that got stuffed in the locker that was the dead body from the beginning of the first episode? So it's a whole thing about how they're supposed to be bringing the master, like, blood to, like, replenish his soul and all that crap so he can go back up to the surface. Darla just straight up didn't do that. Like, she didn't even try. Like, she's just like, nope, just gonna stuff this one in a locker, not even gonna leave a little bit of this one for the master who we're like weirdly bound for and trying to do this whole fucking ritual for to get vampires to walk the earth on the light of day for. So anyway, that was my rewind thing that I like made a whole fucking note about. What do all the vampires do with all the dead bodies they keep making? Because like, obviously the murders are recorded as we find out later. Willow can search them all up on a computer. They just stuff them in lockers. They just all stuff them in lockers and the police are like, it's dead bodies with holes. It's a murder. It's a murder with weird, people have weird vampire fetishes. Weird, weirdly similar murder marks. Yeah, there's literally like humans that are like just in a vampire cult at one point. That's that's what we're assuming is happening in the show. Humans in a vampire cult? No, there are humans in a vampire cult later in the show. That is a thing that happens. Oh, so the police are just like, it's those weirdos again. Yeah, yeah, so it's just like, eh, it's just the murder. There's just more of them in Sunnydale. You know, as you do. Yeah. Yeah, so we left off as Buffy is thrown into a crypt in the mausoleum by Luke. And it says, to be continued. And now we are continuing. Yeah. And... What happens? What is the great thing we've all been waiting for? 
Luke gets burned by the cross that Angel gave her. Whoa, it comes back! I know! Still don't like Angel, but you know. I'm gonna be honest, it seemed kind of a cop-out move. Yeah. I was expecting some giant fight scene, and nope, it's just the cross. Yeah. It's a weird thing. There's some, there are some great fight scenes in this episode, even. And there are definitely great fight scenes in Buffy, but... This isn't one of them. Nope. Builds <laughs> yeah. you all up, and then the climax is reduced and solved in, like, 30 seconds. I think... Not even. Like, I, 10. I really think it's just to make Angel seem more important. And don't get me wrong, he is important. I'm not a fan. <laughs> Kat's not a fan of Angel. I'm not a fan. He's 90s Edward Cullen, and that's a new thing that we're also tracking, along with different characters' possible queerness... We are tracking how um, how much Angel is 90s Edward Cullen. Because, oh my god, it is strong in this episode. <laughs> it is so fucking strong. Like, the sulking in the dark. Being like, oh my god, Buffy, I watch you from afar. You're so different. So not like other girls. I mean, she isn't. That's like the point of the show. <laughs> Yeah, it is slightly better than Bella's, like, heroin blood. That's one way of putting it, I guess. No, literally he says her blood smells like heroin to him. Oh, I don't remember That's that. a literal line from Midnight Sun. So Buffy escapes due to the crucifix and runs outside. I'm going to start tracking Buffy getting convenient stakes out of random things. Mm-hmm. Like before when she snapped the chair. This time she snaps a tree and boom, instant snake. Steak, not snake. <laughs> so I, good. I would really love it if there was an instant snake. Instant snakes. <laughs> that would be a really anyway, interesting she gets power. an instant steak, saves Willow, and then immediately pieces out and leaves Willow to fend for herself. Because the vampires are gone. <laughs> I guess you don't just leave Willow out there. Willow out of everyone has probably proved to be, I don't want to call Willow helpless, but Willow's not dumb enough to go attack things on her own and is rightfully scared. So Willow's being rational. Yeah. And should have followed Buffy probably. Willow and Buffy. Yeah. Let's start shipping them. Listen, there. <laughs> I know, I had a feeling you were going to say that and I have feelings about lots of, it. Lots of thoughts about that? Yeah. I can see it, but I also like feel that there's a pattern of knowing there's a gay character and then seeing any female friend, close female friendship and being like, let's ship her with her. And I'm like, but what, can't we just also appreciate the bond of like close female friendships, like platonic female relationships? True. That is like, fair. That's very important. You also watched a lot of Supernatural. I do watch a lot of Supernatural, and I don't see your point. And I, like I feel how like I get you're to say attacking that. And you me. seem immediately defensive, and I you're think that proves my point. Attacking me, but that's different. It's not like I ship Wincest. I don't know what that is. That's Sam and Dean. What the hell? Yeah, that is a thing. That is a thing that is shipped. So if I watched Supernatural and shipped Wincest, I would see your point. But I shipped Destiel, which is definitely a thing. It's fucking canon. 
Okay, I believe you. I have it not is seen canon, Supernatural. But it's only canon in Spanish on both sides. I'll tell you about that later. It's Great. some bullshit. It's some homophobic CW bullshit. Don't get me started on the CW. I'm very angry with them for a lot of reasons. Basically, Dean said I love you back, but they took it out, but only in the Spanish dub. Oh, what the hell? Yeah. So basically, Why do Spanish people get the gay things? Yeah, so basically it's a huge thing in the Destiel fandom now. It says, I love you, but only in Spanish. Good. <laughs> um, but no, Destiel's canon... But there's a thing where it's, like, strong friendships, but it's, like, not everything has to be shipped. And I don't ship everything in Supernatural. I ship Destiel. Like, I have one ship, and it's I was going to say, but the Supernatural fandom in general pretty much ships every character with every character. Not really. Okay, fine. You do know more than I do. <laughs> I'm sorry I don't have the Tumblr knowledge of Supernatural that you do. I have to go with my basic stereotypes. I mean... Kind of. I mean, yes and no, but, like, I feel like for the most part, or I have separated myself from a large part of the Supernatural fandom because I stopped watching Supernatural, like, five years ago because Charlie, a girl, who's also <laughs> in this show. Ooh. Felicia Day is in this show as well. Yeah, um, Felicia Day. Yeah. Felicia Day. Um, but, yeah... Um, I feel like the super, or at least the part of the Supernatural fandom that I like interacting with knows what it is, and, like, people that like shipping, like, just, like, any character with any character, it's, like, because there are so many sexual comments (laughs) made to each other, like, legit, there's, like, this Angel Balthazar who, like, flirts with everyone, yeah. You know, like, and so that's one of the characters who ships with, is shipped with everyone. Because, like, he has chemistry with everyone. You know, like, it's that type of thing. But I'm saying, and I ship Destio because there's an obvious chemistry. <laughs> obvious chemistry. Like, and literally even before they decided to make it canon, like, Misha was the biggest our biggest Destiel shipper out of all of us. Okay. Um, but it was very clear. It wasn't just like, oh, strong friendship. Like, let's ship it. But I do think we do need to be like, oh, yes, there can be strong platonic friendships. Okay. I'm going to bring this into queer media as a question for you. Do you think that is almost a trope in most shows that hetero couples end up with each other because the Raiders run out of things to do, and they're like, "What? If, let's have these two characters hook up. Oh, yeah. It also pisses me off when people, when they do that for hetero couples. Oh, that's like, true. I'm not saying they're good. I'm just saying it happens all the time. For I know couples. it does, yeah. yeah. That pisses me off. Like, it's something that I really love when they don't do that. Like, true. that's something that I love when they don't do that. So we're not going to do that with this podcast and all the queer characters? Not all of them, no. Only the ones that have... I, well, we can have different opinions. Only the ones <laughs> we personally support. Well, only the ones that we think... I mean, we can have different opinions. And you can, like, ship Buffy and Willow if you want. I think I'm going to ship Buffy's hero... Not Buffy. Willow's hero worship of Buffy. Oh, But yeah. I don't think Buffy would reciprocate. And maybe it's just hero worship and not an actual... Uh, I mean, Willow's going to think it's a crush. 
as I project my feelings onto Willow, apparently. I'm trying to remember if that's ever a thing. I don't think it is. Not to no, it's do fine. too much spoilers. So, I my next thing is that we realized that Jesse didn't get out because Jesse was also there with Darla. That's correct. Jesse does not be seen leaving. Yes. Jesse is Jesse gone. does not be seen leaving. What yep. great grammar that was. That's um, a surprise tool that's going to help us later, audience. Yes. Um, so, yeah, Giles basically tells us that the world started out with vampires just kind of existing and roaming the earth. Giles is <laughs> another exposition dump. I just wrote history oh. lesson. Yeah, yeah, Giles kind of just does that a lot, and that's that's just kind of what the library's for a lot of the time. That's is, true. Library's there to just be like, here's information, get it, because it's a library. Uh, yeah. Setting plot devices. I don't know yeah. if that was their intention, or just Giles <laughs> chills in the library. I mean, Giles does kind of chill in the library. I'm pretty sure there's an episode stretch where Giles lives in the library. Like I believe it. I'm like ninety percent sure there's an episode stretch that Giles lives in the library. I mean, we have to have a reason for Giles to be somewhere at all times, and I guess it being his job would be reasonable. <laughs> so I'm gonna go on on what I think is one of my favorite Willow lines. When Willow goes on about how this is all a lot to take in and that she should probably sit down. To which Buffy <laughs> looks at her sitting and says, You already are leaving to the greatest Willow line, in my opinion, so far. Oh, oh good, good for, for me. me. It's so good, and we love Allison Hannigan. Yeah. Then we go back downstairs, uh, downstairs, underground, which downstairs. might as well be downstairs. But we see Darla and Luke going to the Master, who I'm going to now refer to as Voldemort until we actually get a name. You don't have to tell me this real name. Right now, he is Voldemort. And... It's Voldemort. just the master. It's just the master. I'm going to refer to him as Voldemort, or Voldy. Yeah. Whatever I think is funner. Funner. More fun. We learned I'm Sophie's excellent relation with grammar. grammar. I'm super good at grammar. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and then the master literally does that meme where it's like the two fingers together is for me, referring to Oh, Jesse. yeah! <laughs> he does, doesn't like, he? Literally what he does. Um, okay, yeah. Lou tells the master about Buffy saving Xander and Willow. Was a girl. Did they just assume she's immediately the Slayer? Like, this is common knowledge everywhere. Yeah, because, like, Luke's, like, this super, super strong vampire, and the only time someone else has, someone else has defeated him is when he was in Madrid, and he was asleep that one time. He's, like, in 1843, and he's like, oh, fucking holding a grudge against this person. I was asleep. Was this the person, another Slayer we know, or is it just... No, just someone. Just someone. If you ever want to really piss Luke off, attack him when he's asleep. He in won't Madrid. forget it. Yeah, in Madrid. Oh, yeah. Um. So, oh, yeah. We circle back. They're going... So, they have Jesse underground yes. with the master, and they're going to use him as bait to get... Buffy to come to the master. And so, something else is going to happen, but we don't know it yet. So Willow, so while they're in the library, they're trying to figure out where, how the vampires got to the surface because they didn't see any access and they didn't see the vampires like 
leave and they know they usually go through sewer tunnels but there weren't any in the graveyard and so willow also casually our smart girl um hacks into the city council security system and finds that there are tunnels under the graveyard that's true. Actually, Xander says there's electrical tunnels, and I just wrote down, yes. Xander, how do you know about these? Because his dad's an electrician. Because every high school person just knows, you know what, there's electrical tunnels on well, the Well, his dad's an electrician. Oh, is he really? Yes. I'm learning so much. This show didn't tell yeah. me. Yeah. We're going to find out if you're right. We're going to come back to this. No, his dad's either an electrician or a construction worker. So he knows because of his dad's job. Xander knows a thing. Mark it down. Doesn't happen often. But we get a great shot of 90s tech as Willow zooms in to the electrical tunnels on a really... Yeah. It's old. It's It's old? It's an old computer. Willow also, like, lets loose that, like, she accidentally hacked the... Oh, yeah. The city's mainframe or something. Yeah, that's what I said. She hacked into the city council security system. And it's... Um, yeah, Giles is like, oh, these files are just open to the public? And it's like, in a way. Which I think brings up two things. One, probably at this point, Willow's a wanted criminal. Because I'm pretty sure that's super legal. Oh, yeah. Also, two, did anyone expect Willow to be the wanted criminal at this point? No. All we've known is I that mean, she's she like the nerdy is. little girl that's a loser. And then all of a sudden she lets up that, oh, I might be a felon. Oh, she's definitely a felon. She, like, this comes up. Could probably could probably increase her standing at school if she just lets that slip. That she's a felon? That she's a felon. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, man, Willow. Willow the hardcore. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, so they're going, so they're doing that research. And um. so Buffy, meanwhile, Buffy thinks that she can just casually sneak out of school to go find Jesse. And she gets met by our friend Bob. Yes. Another person to add to, add to the actually reasonable person in this show list. Yeah. Bob's like, you just yeah. can't skip school. And that's like, reasonable Bob. Who, um, if you don't remember, is the principal who says, most students, I tell the students they can call me Bob, but they don't. No one does. We will call him Bob, though. We're, we're going to call pals. him Bob. He also mentions that the British have that royal family and all kinds of problems. And the British things. have that... I know the British have that royal family, but we're not going to talk about what they did and to Megan. I was going to be like, that's so timely right now in a I 90s mean, show. We're, we're team Megan in this household. So Buffy's excuse for trying to leave school is that Giles, the librarian... Asked her to pick up a book from the store. Not like, oh, he had a shipment come in and whatever. Asked her, a student, to pick up a book from the store. And that's her excuse. And he doesn't think this is a delinquent student lying to him. He believes the lie, but he doesn't let her go. He believes the lie, but he thinks it's because Giles is British and they just do this kind of thing in England. 
He's just like, oh, that's where that line comes from. I know that might be how they do things in Britain. Does he say Britain or England? I have no idea. One of the two. Where they have that royal family and all kinds of problems. Also, that's not what we do here. At this point, he could go to Giles and start like getting Giles in trouble for being like, yeah, you let a student leave the grounds. And at this point, throwing Giles you, under the bus. The um, gate was, like, wide fucking open. Bob doesn't close it and lock it until after he's, like, as he's saying this line about Giles. So. Which is a whole other thing. How many other students could have just gotten out at this point? A lot. Like, so many of them could have left, and Buffy could have also, had he not just arrived in time. Um, what is the school security? So then um, Bob like turns around and like walks away for about like 0.5 seconds and Buffy jumps over the fence. More Buffy superpowers. Yeah. Oh, and she goes to the... Mo- oh, way back in the library they figured out that Luke and Darla, that they all came out of this door in the mausoleum. In the graveyard. That's how they were coming in and out. Yeah, so Buffy's off to the mausoleum to break into this. Yes. And guess who's there? Who's there? Oh my gosh, it's Angel! Angel! I need to say one thing before we jump onto Angel and Buffy, though. Because there's a miniature scene squeezed right in there where Xander and Willow talk about how crazy shit is now that they're in this whole thing. Oh, yeah. And that's not really important to the plot as far as I'm concerned. But what is important is I think this is the first time in the show where we've seen that one person can talk to their crush. And I just want to congratulate Willow for having a normal conversation with her crush because apparently it's impossible elsewhere in this show. Yeah, and she also, especially since previously when she was at the bronze, had said that she just makes vowel sounds when she talks to guys she likes. So, big ups for Willow. We are huge Willow supporters. Oh, yeah. It's like, literally, it's... Yeah, she can talk to her crush. She talks to Xander a bunch. It's it's chill. Now, someone we don't really like? Angel. 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 But Angel's at the mausoleum for reasons and, that are also kind of confusing. Yeah, he's just kind of, well, because he's stalking Buffy. He is That's stalking That's why, Buffy. because he's 90s Edward Cullen. <laughs> like, he even has, like, the same, like, grimace. Um, <laughs> we also learned Angel's name for the first time. Oh, which yeah. Which is interesting. And I think we should talk about Angel's name. Yeah, about how about how Buffy thinks it's pretty. Is that what she says? Yeah, she goes, Angel, that's a pretty name. I was going to be like, oh my gosh, can we get some more cliche things? Is his friend named Shadow? Yeah, no, she said, that's a pretty name. Also, out of all the vampires, they've had pretty normal names because it's just whatever they were as a human. Except yeah. I guarantee Angel's not named Angel as a human. He was Unless named Angelus. Tell me something different. He was named Angelus. I guess, which I guess would maybe be Angel if he shortened it. I yeah, he was named Angelus, but that's his evil alter ego. We <laughs> learn more things. It's a thing. It's he was he was a real bad baddie before named it's, Angelus. Yeah, that's that's his bad baddie alter ego. What the hell? We learn more things. There's a whole... <laughs> the sixth episode is named after him, and we get his whole backstory and everything. I think this is part of Josh Whedon's whole, we're going to make this all super spooky and things, and it's just like, we're going to give him a really cliche name, like Angel. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's where it came from. Yeah, it's... 
It's a thing. After a meeting with Angel, Puffy goes headfirst into electrical tunnels. And I'm just going to say it. Um, she comes across people fairly fast, despite electrical tunnels not actually shortening the distance between play- places. Oh, he tells her how to get to the vamps. That I was Oh, that is true, I guess. He does. Yeah, I wrote he tells her how to get to the vamps, and I was trying to decipher my notes. Um, You just think Angel's hot. It's okay. We know it was a Freudian slip. I really don't. I like David Boreanaz as a person. I really do. (laughs) I don't find him attractive. And I just, I just don't. But yeah, he does. He tells her how to get to the vampires. And that we get some super shady, like, they don't like me. Because I'm yeah. so brooding and edgy yeah. and oh Like, my it's gosh. okay. I don't like you either, Angel. And Angel really doesn't want her to go, but he tells her how to go anyway. And then she goes, wish me luck. Like, you know, in the snippy Joss Whedon dialogue way and goes down the tunnel. And then he waits like half a second and is like, good luck. Like, someone's, like, choking the air out of him. Which, honestly, <laughs> who hasn't done that cringy thing where you thought you were in a movie in real life and did something like that? Oh, Relatable. Oh, my God. Um, okay. So, um... Oh, yeah, Xander's a lovable dummy and follow Buffy instead of going to chem class. Yeah, Xander goes in the tunnels, which brings up another question... Did Angel see Xander going? And did he just let Xander go in? Because it seems like it wasn't that long oh my after gosh, that's right. Buffy goes in that I'm... Xander apparently comes with her. What probably happened is Angel was probably like hiding in the shadows, and Xander was probably just like heading straight towards the exit and like wasn't looking around the mausoleum, and he just like Xander just like kind of went down there. I guess, and then Angel was just like, oh, look at this weirdo. Yeah, I mean, probably. He probably, he's like, that's not the girl I'm currently obsessed with. These people cannot meet yet, so we're going to ignore the fact that they should have. Yeah, so, oh yeah, and then meanwhile, in the school, where, um, even though, I guess, like, Xander and Buffy have been wandering the tunnels for, like, an hour because Willow and Xander say they have chem class, but then Willow is in computer class with Cordelia and Harmony. Um, I don't know if we know Harmony's name yet, but the blonde chick talking to Cordelia is named Harmony. Great. Um, but she's in computer class and she's looking up all, like, the earthquake stuff and the murders and the stuff that's happening around the Hellmouth. And, like, Cordelia and Harmony are, like, coding at the moment. they're doing, like... like, they're actually doing code. Cordelia and Harmony are doing coding and they're, like, gossiping about what happened with Buffy at the bronze, Which, again, reasonable. We stand Cordelia's reasonability. Um, She got attacked. And so Willow defends Buffy, and then when Willow's leaving the computer room, because apparently you can just leave class when you're done with your assignments. Yeah, just peace That's out. how Sunnydale High works, but that's not how my high school worked, but... I don't think that's how a lot of high schools work. <laughs> or maybe she was turning in her work. I don't know. Cordelia goes, oh, how do you say... This is my favorite Willow line <laughs> of the episode of... Oh, and I think about this line a lot, just on a day-to-day basis, of, oh, how do you save this? Just hit deliver, which is the 
delete button. Yeah, and like, how does Cordelia not know what the delete button does? Like, she's coding. They're not like stupid, really. I mean, I mean harmony to, is. They're trying to harmony paint her, but like, stupid. not knowing a basic key on a keyboard. Come on, y'all. Yeah, harmony, stupid. We figure this out later. Listen, Harmony becomes a bigger character, and she's pretty stupid. But, like, I thought, you hit deliver. Which, you know, good job. So, I skipped way ahead, because this is my next note. I mean, we're almost there. We're back in the tunnels, and they find Jesse. Yeah, and Jesse's a vampire. What? Crazy. Jesse's a vampire. And so going back, we know that Giles said that Buffy can sense vampires, and then she's like points it out through the fashion sense. So Buffy is no. obviously not aware that Jesse's a vampire because no. it's revealed. But no, he said that Buffy should be able to sense vampires. He didn't say that she can sense vampires. Okay, so Buffy's just not doing her job. Yeah, she just can't do better, Buffy. I and will this say is why you she's should do it. fifteen. She's 15. She I don't, doesn't want to do this. I don't know what, the, like, what's the timeline for when you should be a good slayer? I don't think that's a thing. I, listen, she did also, not have any. 16? Not that that makes any more or less sense. She might be 16. She might be 16, but anyway, still. Anyway, Buffy, this is why you should listen to Giles and do your slayer homework so this doesn't happen. So... I said Xander is actually pretty useful for someone who just found out hit one of his best friends just got turned into a vampire because they have like a bunch of vampires coming at them and they he helps Buffy like find a door and like pins them like you know like helps Buffy hold it shut. I feel like we should talk about that. Buffy has super strength and she goes hey Xander help me the random mortal 16 year old boy. Well, she has super strength, but she's also small, and there was also, like, a whole, like, fucking horde of vampires. She just threw a guy into the vampires like a bowling ball. One guy. Yeah, threw one guy into them like a bowling ball, and then was like, I can't get the door. Help. Yeah, but there were, like, so many. But we love Xander, and he was useful, (laughs) and they got out by the power of sunlight. Xander did a thing. So. I wrote Voldy's pissed. Yeah, I said the master stabs Luke in the eye for letting Buffy escape. Oh, yeah. And then we have Willow found out that there were vampire murders before a big earthquake, like, a long time ago. Like, there were a bunch of natural disasters and a bunch of vampire murders at the same time. Was it, like, 60 years ago? And Giles was like, at the beginning of time, demons ruled, and then... Willow shows up 60 years ago, some well, shit went down. It was, like, 60 years ago because, or, I think it was 100 years ago, because, like, every 100 years, like, the special type of moon comes oh, up. Oh, that's right. That means the, like, the master can break out. So that was, like, the last time they True. tried to break out. Then they make Luke into the vessel. They, like, soul bond. Yeah, so every time Luke um, feeds from a human, the master gets power. So, do they, like, treat blood as a MacGuffin for all the vampires? What do you mean? They, like, use blood for anything. Like, making more vampires, you exchange blood. Making the vessel, you exchange blood. I mean... You usually kill people by drinking all their blood, but not always. 
I mean, yeah. It seems like blood does literally anything vampires need them to do. I mean, that's how all vampires work. That's uh, also not exclusive to Buffy. Oh, it's, I guess. Yeah. Blood magic. That's just how vampires work. Something I realized. So, Jesse's now a vampire. Yes. Which means that Jesse's not coming back. Which means the school should definitely have something going on with now having found a dead body and a student that's now gone missing. Yeah. The school needs to get their yeah, shit together. Yeah, an alumni who was found dead in the gym. Because yes. he said he used to go there, but he yep. wasn't a student. But an alumni who was found dead in the gym. And then, or the locker room. And then, now there's a student who went missing. Right before there was a, we'll get to this later, right before there was a large attack at the nightclub that all the teens go to. Yes. Oh, we're so going to get to that. Oh, yeah. Principal Bob is just doing his job telling Buffy not to go anywhere because Principal Bob has some shit going on right now. So, they figure out that the harvest, which... Name of the episode is, I feel like we would have got very drunk if we, like, got out the wine and played a drinking game, like, every time they said the name of the episode. That's um, a great idea. I feel like we should do that, like, next time we do this. Like, every time they say the name of the episode. <laughs> My God. I feel like that might be harder. I mean, Harvest was pretty, pretty keen. Well, um, episode six is called Angel. Well, there we go. So... <laughs> We can get out the rum. Just take a Woo. shot every time someone says Angel's name. Nice. <laughs> so, and recording the episode will be fun that night. It'll be fantastic. Um, but, so we figure out that to let the vampires walk free, they need a bunch of blood. They need to, like, feed the master's soul or whatever. And... They need, like, a large gathering of people, and they're like, oh, they're going to go to the bronze, because that's where a bunch of people are. As Cordelia says, no, we're going to the other cool place to hang out in Sunnydale, so the bronze is the only cool place. Yeah. What about Starbucks? Yeah, why isn't Starbucks doing this? Because Starbucks still didn't give them the rights. Starbucks But can you imagine vampires in Starbucks? I mean, Yes. Okay. Giles um, also says Hellmouth for the first time, I think. Oh, yeah. No. I don't know. Does he say it or is it just on the whiteboard? I think he says it because he translates whatever it was in Spanish. Oh, to Hellmouth. yeah, to yeah. Hellmouth. Yeah. So, finally getting closure from episode one. Welcome to the Hellmouth. Yeah. I mean, Sophie this is one was, giant episode, but. Sophie was very upset about the fact that we never heard the word Hellmouth. I was. You know, you gotta give closure when you have episode titles. So. They figure out that the thing is going to happen at the bronze. So Buffy's like, okay, I need to stock up. I need to get supplies. Which, of course, gives Joyce, uh, Mama Summers, the opportunity to be like, nope, I didn't hear you come in last night. You can't go out tonight because, you know. And so she gets very upset and her mom goes, no, the parenting tapes all said, <laughs> I needed to get used to saying no. And said, I know everything seems like it's life and death when you're a 16-year-old girl. Which is funny, because it is. Yes. Yay, irony. Yes. We love Mama Summers. We do. See, Mama Summers also joins the Reasonable Club. 
See, I told you we love her. But then Buffy just, like, gets her hope chest of holy things. Which has communion wafers in it, and I don't remember any vampire lore doing communion wafers. Well, it's just anything holy. Is it? I thought it yeah. had to be holy water. No, it's that because that's why it's the cross. Oh, I, I guess it's there's the cross and the no, it's because like the communion wafer. There's the cross. It's anything like, and the Bible can also repel them. It's anything sacred. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I've never heard of demons. anyone being like communion wafers are doing this. So, why? Okay, this is going to be an ongoing theory for me, and you can help me with it. Why can't Buffy's mom know she's the Slayer? Because like it would put her in danger. Would it though? Because now. Definitely Buffy's friend knows, Giles knows, it would make all these scenes redundant, well, which Gi I think is the real reason. Giles is, Giles already knows, like, Giles knew before Buffy knew because he's a watcher. Yeah. Um, but Buffy's friends are not supposed to know <laughs> because it puts them in danger. So the whole superhero secret identity thing. Yeah, but, like, the superhero, when they have a secret identity, hides it from the villains, and Buffy is not hiding her identity at all. Yeah. She very much shows up completely as she is and is like, hi, I'm Buffy at times. Yeah, but like they, and also, it's also like if you said to your mother that like, hey, I fight vampires, you would be like put in an institution. I guess we could also be like, hey mom, look at my trunk of stuff to fight vampires with. And also that's why I set a gym on fire. Yeah. And also that would probably get her put in an Oh, we're going to go back to how everyone just ignores whatever Buffy does. Yeah, so... I'm going to sidetrack you one more time. Does Buffy have a father, and do we know yes. who his father is? Uh, yes, and yes. Is and Buffy's father talk. Angel? What? No! 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 Um, you went on the wrong path with who Angel is and how his storyline involved, is involved with Buffy. They're not related. Definitely not. Are they cousins? Definitely not. A hundred percent not. No. Mm-mm. No. Okay, so fine. Who is Buffy's father? He's just some guy. They just got his... Uh, they're just... Do we ever see him? Does he show up on Yeah, him? he's in a couple episodes. Him and Joyce are just divorced. Oh, okay. We he lives... Don't... Buffy's dad just lives in L.A. We don't ever see Buffy. Okay, that's Well, fair. I mean, we see... We see him, but he's not part of the story. Yeah, he's not really part of the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not like some big... It's not exciting. I want yeah, it to be exciting. No, it's not like exciting. He's just the guy. They're just divorced. No. Nope. Nice. So, hey, guys, remember... Remember this for later, but Sophie thought Angel was Buffy's dad. I'm allowed to make wild predictions on this show. Again. <laughs> Do you really want to revisit that? Because I feel like we're going to get some weird kinky stuff if we revisit this later. <laughs> what have no. I done? I'm just, I'm just going to let you... I'm just not going to say things. I'm right. just going to react, and I'm just going to let you react to the show. Um, cats playing coy, y'all. So, okay. Um, so she sneaks out. Buffy um, puts a stake down her sleeve and then sneaks out. Yeah, because that's how you do sleeves. You just put you know rigid objects down. <laughs> yeah, she has a stake hole just in her sleeve. And then we cut to Cordelia at the bronze talking about how she likes older boys. 
She which by senior she means boys. senior boys because what are they sophomores? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty, yeah they're sophomores because they have cars. Yes. Um. Yeah. So and we learned that Cordelia. It's like I don't want expensive things because they're expensive. I just want them because they cost more. You know. I feel like Cordelia is getting disserviced by this episode because I want to oh. be on Cordelia's side, and they just keep writing stupid things for her to say because I realize we're just a hater. But you know what? Yeah. We're gonna go through, and I think we're gonna find justice for Cordelia. <laughs> oh, we definitely are. I'll tell you that much. Cordy like gets her due. Um, by the point that I she hit, but um, yeah, and Jesse is just creeping in the corner, staring at her. Chilling. Um, but. And then she goes and dance to some another banger, another banger at the Bronze. Awesome bangers at the Bronze. Oh, we love the Bronze music. The Bronze is a new bouncer, and the bouncer is checking IDs. So we're coming up, and we're getting more into this deep delve of what the hell the Bronze is. This club for teenagers, but this time they're checking IDs. And so, um. Jesse gets Cordelia to dance with him by being a dick. So, yeah, which I was, like, not about, because, like, why the fuck is the bad boy trope a trope? Yeah, we're, listen, we're not getting into that right now. He's not even a character to talk about. And about bad boys? Are we going to find more bad boys? We're not, listen, if this, when we put this out... Um, if we get followers, people are gonna shit on me saying I don't like the bad boy trope when my favorite character is Spike. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, not in the bad guy trope where, oh man, my ringtone for a while was literally Spike saying out for a walk, bitch. Okay, so the vampires are going to the bronze to a really good, like, angsty punk song 90s punk song i think this is a good time to talk about how vampires look uh so, about how 90s prosthetic sorry not that but like this is the first time we see vampires who are already in their ugly form show up in their ugly form yeah when before it's always been normal people until they're about to attack yes because in this case they're assuming all the humans who see them in their, like, fully vamped out demon form, um, are going to be dead. Like, they're no, so there's wrong. going to be survivors. They just Spoilers. take no. so many chances with that. Yeah. Also, so, why are vampires ugly in this? Because in every, mo- most, most other literature, because vampires are beautiful. Giles literally explains it. They're demons. Oh, has he already he, explained it? Yes, he literally explained Oops. it when he was doing his whole lore dump about them, like, about, um... They can be beautiful demons. No, because their souls are corrupted. Fine. I don't know why I go into the Buffy narrator voice every time Is I'm saying something. Is that the Buffy narrator voice? Into every generation, there is born a spider. Oh, that's right. We got a new narrator. We, we did get a new narrator. We didn't talk about the new intro we got. We should talk about the new intro. Yeah, we got a new More intro. exposition dump. Just yeah. in case you weren't sure what you that's were watching. In every, that's in every episode from now on, I'll have got you know. Okay. Why? There's just like Giles in every episode. Giles can just tell us. Yeah, so Luke 
is just like, hey dudes, y'all gonna die, and then just starts eating people. Luke does like a whole show. He like gets yeah. a spotlight on him, and it seems like this plan would have gone so much better had they had an element of stealth. Yeah. They were all like, you're all gonna die, so it doesn't matter, we're gonna freak you out, but also, you could have just picked people off one by one, how many did you need? Yeah, so Luke like gets on stage and is like, y'all gonna die, and he has... All the rest of the vampires bring all these fucking teenagers up to, um, up to him and to, like, drain them. And people, like, scream, but don't do anything else. They still stand like, there. Like, Cordelia's the only one that struggles. Like, there's a pack of you. You could, like, do something. Like, Bust run. through doors, run, something, punch someone, I don't know. Yeah, so... The group are our main gang of heroes who, um, all the people who have already watched this know are called the Scooby Gang. That's just what I'm calling them in my notes. Cause the Scooby I, Gang shows up. They're the Scooby Gang. Um, that name doesn't come up until later, but they're the Scooby Gang. Great. Um, but they show up late and their Giles yells at Buffy for being irresponsible and being late and she's like, I got grounded! <laughs> And that's why they're not there yet. And yeah, they because that five-minute conversation she had with her mom made her late. Well, it did. <laughs> if you think about it, they kind of, Luke kind of started his whole, whole thing kind of quick. I mean, I guess. But also. But, so they get there late, and they have to break in through the back entrance. And that's where Sophie noticed a very important sign. Yeah, there's a sign that says, must be 21 to serve alcohol at the bronze. Which they so we're being don't we're being more responsible with the Browns being a club, but also who is marking whether these kids are twenty one or not? And I don't believe a lot of people there are twenty one, and we're just showing their ID to the bouncer. Um, and Buffy comes in with some quippy one liner, and I'm very mad at myself for not writing it down. I don't remember what it was. Oh, she was like, "Are you in the middle of something?" Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Were you in the middle of something? And then she says that. She, Luke says he was waiting for her, and then she said, I'll be right down, and then she, like, Batman's down to the stage. Yes, which is super cool, and I love that, but also, this flies totally in the face of her whole secret identity thing. She seems so paranoid, episode one, that someone's gonna find out, shows up with a billion witnesses and says, what up, bitches? Yeah. It's cool, though. But I don't believe that anyone would not know who Buffy was after this. Yeah. I mean, they don't, and we'll get to that. But also... Um, so Xander is... We we love Xander because he actually is pretty brave in this. And is, like, immediately helping people escape through the back as soon as, like, Buffy gets Luke um, occupied. Yeah, shout out to Xander Giles and, like, the non-superpower part of the Scooby gang. Yeah. Because they, they do some work and they save some lives. Yeah. And then Xander finds Jesse when he's, like, pinning down Cordy and Xander... Cordy? Cordy. Yeah, that's Cordelia. <laughs> Sorry. No, I That's, like, it. legit... That's her nickname through the rest of the show. I I'm love not, it. I'm We're just, keeping it. Legit, I mean, it is her nickname through the rest of the show. That's not just Good. me. That's her, like, actual nickname in the show. I am just so used to talking about this show with people who have seen it for, like, decades. Wonderful. And he is, like, trying to re- It's very sad. He's trying to reason with him and, like, find his humanity. 
and like it's you know like he's like oh Jesse's not here anymore and you know like I was a dweeb before and now like I have a new life and all that which is funny because like Jesse was 16 and this vampire is what like two hours old yeah <laughs> and um then Xander accidentally kills Jesse because somebody runs into him Yep. Pushes him into a stake. Xander kills Jesse and Willow fights Darla? Yeah. When, yeah, when Willow throws a mason jar of holy water at Darla. Which I think opens up a huge plot point because it is now proven that someone other than Buffy can kill vampires. Well, she didn't kill her. Okay, but we definitely killed Jesse with the stake that was not held oh, by Buffy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, like anyone can kill them. Like well, Buffy then why is all the emphasis on Buffy? Because she's the chosen one. That's fine. She can have help. Other yeah. people can help Buffy. And I don't know why she's trying to do this all alone. Because it's a TV show. I guess. Um, so Buffy, Buffy is fighting Luke. Yeah, Buffy is fighting Luke. She grabs, like, this metal thing that I don't remember what it was originally attached to. It looks to. like a fireplace poker. Yeah, it does, but I don't know why they would have that in the bronze. Like, I don't know, like, I think it might have been, like, part of a table or something. The bronze seems like a place that would just have random shit convenient to the plot, honestly. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. So he's like, oh, I can't be killed with metal, and she's like, oh, you forgot about sunlight. And then she, like, breaks through a window. And I don't know why the random alley is lit up, but it is. And she's like, it's in nine hours, dummy. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to say 9 p.m.-ish at this time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And she just, I guess, distracts him and he's just gone. And then everything's chill. And Angel was just at the back of the club. And this is my exact wording in my notes. It says, we find out Angel was sulking in the background, being surprised Buffy did it instead of, you know, helping, you <laughs> dick. Yeah. <laughs> then again, Buffy, like, kills Luke, and the Master's gone, and, like, everyone just peace out. Like, the other vampires run from her at Buffy this point. Buffy does not kill Luke. Luke is just off. I thought he disappeared in a cloud of dust. Did she kill did him? Did I see that differently? I might be wrong. I'm pretty sure he's not dead. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure he's in another episode, but okay. I might be wrong. She defeats Luke. Whether he comes back will be found out in another episode. <laughs> and then, like, the other vampires run away from her for whatever reason, because they were all keen to kill her before, and now they're like, oh, no, she, no, she's powerful. Yeah, now they're scared of her. But, and Angel's just like, huh, she did it. And I'm like, huh, she could have done it faster. Wait, 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 wait. You forgot Angel's actual words, which I wrote down because it's a ton. Angel says, I'll be damned. And I was like, perfect. I forgot. I I love that. I'm sorry. I'm a sucker for bad puns. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, one thing we'll know is that things will never be the same again. And then they were totally the same again. Yeah. And then the next scene, obviously, is the ending of the episode. They're all at school. People do not remember what happened. They think it was rival gangs or something. But all they know is that Buffy is involved. Which, one, what the hell? You witnessed several murders. How did you forget that? And two, even if you didn't, you obviously remember Buffy's there. So her whole secret identity thing should be blown. Yeah. 
but they just know that she knew some gangs. It's bonkers. Like, even if they had been like, it's all magical, so the crowd won't understand, which I think is a cop-out used in so much literature. Oh, for sure. And they're like, no one will believe you or remember you. But they don't even do that. They just, everyone sort of forgets. Yeah, they're like, people rationalize what they can't understand. And then Giles thinks that the world is doomed because Buffy, Willow, and Xander plot for her to get kicked out of school so she can go to a school that's not on a hellmouth. Which, yep. you know, reasonable. The Scooby gang, it's real chummy. <laughs> yeah. So we, as far as our queer tracker, which I guess is what I'm calling it now. Queer tracker. Um, so we really did not get much, like, it was a lot of care, exposition, plot, dump. We didn't get that much character development in this. I think the biggest thing we got was just, like, being proud of our girl Willow for actually standing up to some mean girls. I mean, Willow got sort of character development that we've now established that Willow is the computer person. Yes. Willow has now established her place firmly on the team. Yes. As the computer person to help Giles, the book person. Yes. Who do you want to tell us about who you also want to add to the queer tracker? We're going to add Giles to the queer tracker as a possible queer character because I get the sense that Giles is a queer character in the sense that Albus Dumbledore is a queer character. In the fact that we will never see him act upon this impulse... But he doesn't seem like he'd follow, you know, heteronormative patterns. Not that he has really patterns in any way, because he really forms the mentor role. I mean, we will see Giles form patterns, I will say this. He does have relationships. And we will dissect those exhaustively. Yes. To see if he's queer or not. But um, I will say that I see it. I never considered it before. But there's some shit that Giles goes through, and I could see, like, that going into it. But what's really interesting, and I'm going to bring this up, because have you seen any of Modern Family? Uh, a little bit. Like, not that much. So I watched a little bit, because my mother started watching it primarily. Yeah. And so, one of my queer friends was talking, and they're like, I don't like the way they portray these queer characters. One of the reasons she felt that it wasn't great representation is because they kind of seem almost asexual. Yep. And that they never really display intimacy. The most I've seen is a kiss on the cheek, not even on the lips. Yep. I feel oh, like yeah, that's, that's kind of what Albus Dumbledore was done and what might happen with Giles. He's definitely not displayed as asexual. Great. Perfect. We I'll can rule say, that out. I will say that. I will say that for sure. I also want to clarify, there's nothing wrong with being asexual. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but we're not saying that at all. When it is kind of used as plot device against showing queer relationships, we're, it can kind of be upsetting. In the modern family lens, there's definitely something where, like, there is a specific scene that it took them many, I haven't seen it, but I know it took them many seasons to have their, like, look, we have a married gay couple. Aren't we progressive? And it took them many seasons to get them to kiss on the lips. Yeah. And there was a distraction hetero hug in front of them. Yeah. So, so like, that being, like, like, using the term that way to say that, like, the gay characters have no sexual life. Yes. And to say we are being 
queer people projecting sexualities onto characters that don't really have a sexual life, which, as far as Giles does in the series, right now, two episodes in... Shout out to Giles for being no, a player later. No, yeah, he <laughs> does later. Well, there's some stuff that goes on. Spoilers. We'll get there. I it's did. So I good. did tell you about some of the stuff. You did. You yeah. said Giles is a wild college life, and I can't wait to find oh, out all about oh, it. Oh, not not about that. About him dating Jenny, the oh, computer. Jenny, teacher. the computer person. Yeah. We don't need Jenny. Willow's already there. No, we do need. Jenny. Oh my gosh, we is there Jenny. competition between Willow and Jenny over who is the best computer person? No, they bond over it. Oh, as that's far so as I, sweet. As far as I remember. I don't think there's ever competition, but they are, they bond over it. Jen, uh, Willow's in Jenny's class. Oh, that's so it's cute. It's very sweet. We love Jenny for the most part. There's She does some questionable things. But, you know, it's it's a show with stuff that happens. and Who's perfect? Yeah. She does questionable things to Angel, though, so it's fine. Oh, no. <laughs> that is sad. Yeah. But you don't like Angel, so... That's why I said it's fine! Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's not. People know what I'm talking about who have seen it <laughs> and know that it... Our part of the audience who's seen this knows exactly what Kat's talking about. Yeah, and knows that it doesn't end up fine. But, you know, we're gonna leave it at that. So, um, that is episode two. But, oh, we have to do wild predictions from me, apparently, because oh, we checked right. in with you about Willow's queer development. Oh, yeah, wild predictions. Wild predictions. about wild um, predictions. Obviously, Voldemort slash Nosferatu is not done. Yeah, I have a feeling he's going to be the main villain of the season one finale. He's going to come back. Okay. And might come back even after that. I don't know. I know from experience they're going to go on more hijinks and find more monsters yeah. <laughs> as we go through... I want to like Cordelia more. Cordelia, I'm doing a weird support thing for her right now. I think Cordelia, at one point, needs to be part of the Scooby Gang for an episode. Yes. That's my wild prediction. Cordelia's going to go and be part of the Scooby Gang for an episode. And that Xander's going to become more badass. I don't know how. Xander doesn't really have a place in the team right now. Willow established her place in this episode. Giles already had a place. Buffy is just the show. Yeah. Xander needs to find out what he is good at, other than just being the comedic straight person. He's not the comedic straight person. He is the comedic funny person right. that everyone plays off of. All right. Are you writing all these down? I am. To see what I get right later? I guess. I don't know. I just feel like I should write them down. Nice. Anyway, good night. I kind of want to watch another episode of Buffy. <laughs> all right. So we're going to end this podcast yeah. episode um thanks for being here once again i'm sophie i'm cat woo and we're watching buffy in a queer way bye bye